This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. I dream of a time when women rest in each other's presence without judgment, comparison, competition, or fear. When we are known and celebrated, when we lay down our shields of protection from the battle, but also from each other, when we can lament without shame and laugh without guilt, when we are one storyline, fierce and lovely women of God. Join me as I talk with fierce and lovely women from around the world. Welcome back to this short series in July, On the Road, where I take you with me to discover women on my travels. This is the last episode of this series, and we are headed to Paris. I have mixed feelings about my time in Paris. On the one hand, it's a large, congested city that has all the elements of stress. Subways, pickpockets, lines, blah. After 10 days in the French countryside, it was really hard to be in the city. But on the other hand, we experienced some pretty cool things while we were there. For the first time, we booked various tours and experiences. We did a bike tour, a crepe class, and a Woman of Paris tour. We avoided the traditional tourist spots, and as a result, I think, I believe we tasted a bit more of the city, literally. I think I gained five pounds in Paris alone. Before I tell you about our hidden woman, let me say two things. First, if you are traveling to Paris, I highly recommend the Women of Paris tours. There are several to choose from. My daughter and I chose the sugar and spice one, where we learned about literary women of France and tasted five different French sweets along the way. Second, my August city guide is on Paris, where I'll curate a day in the city through the lens of women who helped shape it. In this episode today, I'm going to share about one woman, but in the city guide, I'll take you around to various sites where you'll learn about many more women. These are free to my email subscribers, which you can do at bethbruno.org if you haven't already. Okay, so you know I love books which means it was a no-brainer for me to visit the famous Shakespeare and Company bookstore in the Latin Quarter. It's the quirkiest bookstore I've ever been into. Supposedly, you can spend the night inside if you commit to read a book a day, volunteer for a few hours, and write your autobiography on a one sheet of paper and leave it behind. Apparently, there are thousands of these autobiographies actually shelved in the bookstore. Upstairs is a little alcove with a typewriter. My daughter was banging out on it. And I think that a lot of visitors believe this is where Ernest Hemingway wrote A Movable Feast. In fact, I think many people think this is the Shakespeare and Company where Hemingway and Fitzgerald and Eliot hung out in the 1920s. But it's not. A few blocks away, Sylvia Beach ran the original 
Shakespeare and Company Bookstore from 1919 to 1941. Sylvia was an American who, like so many other American intellectuals, found Paris to be more inspiring and cheaper to live than America in the 1920s. She modeled her English bookstore after a French bookstore across the street, and it included a lending library, various readings and gatherings of writers. In fact, Sylvia is the one who published James Joyce's Ulysses in 1922. She ran the bookstore until the occupation of France during World War II. Supposedly, in 1941, a Nazi officer came into the store, asked for the last copy of a book, which she refused to sell him. He threatened to return and seize all of the books and close the store. As soon as he left, she immediately brought all the books upstairs to her apartment, but she was later arrested anyways, and she spent six months in an internment camp. The bookstore never reopened. In 1956, another American named George Whitman opened up a bookstore in the current spot of the Shakespeare and Company. In 1964, after Sylvia died, he renamed it the Shakespeare and Company, supposedly in her honor. He also named his daughter after her, and today, Sylvia Whitman is the one running the store. On the original store's building is a small plaque indicating that this is the spot where Sylvia Beach published James Joyce's Ulysses. But other than that, you would never know that the original Shakespeare and Company was there, nor would you know from the current one that it's not the first one. Just another example of the uncovering of the story behind the story, the woman hidden in history that so many tourists miss as they come into the store today. Well, this concludes the July series, On the Road. I hope you've been inspired to travel differently, looking for the stories that are not so obvious, curious about the origins of buildings, monuments, and street names. When we have eyes to see, the fingerprints of women are everywhere. I'll be jumping back into regular shows this fall with some great guests lined up. Summer well, friends, and thanks for listening to the Fierce and lovely podcast.